Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood, tips and tricks, products we love, and brands that we can't live without. Let's get into it. Happy Friday. I was just going to say the same thing. Really? Oh, yes. <laughs> Happy Friday. Are you, of you, no, you've got two more days left of work, have you? And then you're off on holiday. Yeah, so I've got today and Saturday and then we are going to France. We're going to <gasps> Yes, come oh on. Oh my God. On Sunday, um, I've only got, we've just got four days. We're just going to go stay down with some friends. We managed to get some cheap flights and obviously they've put the air bridge in now so we don't have to quarantine this end. The kids are so excited. Kids oh. running around going, airplane, airplane. I'm like, please be well behaved on the airplane. <laughs> Do you know, it is so short as well. It's to be such a short amount of time on the plane. We've got to change it to Paris. So I don't know about that. Oh, God. Oh, no. Because of COVID, we have to change. Oh, no. Oh, so that, I mean, I mean, it will be fine, Zoe. Like, seriously, yeah. it will be absolutely fine. It's always worth it. To be honest with you, I... It is, like you said, it's completely worth it. And Luna Luna has got really into watching that film Ballerina. So she thinks that we're actually going to the Eiffel Tower. Aww. She's like, I'm going to be a ballet star in Paris. I was like, you're just going to see Charles de Gaulle Airport. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How are you? I'm okay. I'm good. I can't believe another week has gone by. James is going back to um, work on Monday. Or oh, I feel like... I wasn't quite ready for like the proper reality of how it's going to be to set in. You know, like I would normally be working. I'd normally be out of the house. But now, you know, school's going to start again soon. And James is going back to training. And it's just me and Gigi. It's weird. But are you so you're weird. Quite happy about not being with Judgy James all the time, aren't you? Can yeah, you, I mean, Judgy James, Judgy James can actually do one because having him looking over me yeah. all the time and commenting on how I do certain things is really getting on my tits. So, last <laughs> <laughs> time when we were on the phone, he obviously came in. We were oh. chatting, and he was like, "Why do I have to clear up all your shit all the time?" And you were like, "Can you actually go away?" I'm and also, can I just say? He actually meant like the dinner plates. 
like that I that I'd cooked. So you know, he is he needs to go go back into training and start judging on those people rather than me. I'm sure I'm sure his teammates going to be like, oh no, he's coming back to tell us that we're not lacing up our boots properly or our socks aren't right. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. he can he do was, one. He was the rules, your husband, but we do nothing <laughs> yes. for it. Um, yes. So this is a new look Friday for us. We've done this for the last couple of weeks, but we are not having a guest on Friday's episode now. Now it is a Q&A that Georgia and I will do together. You guys have been sending in your questions all week. This week, we're going to talk about loneliness. We've had a lot of messages about how people are feeling during lockdown. You know, some of our followers have had babies. Some people are really suffering um, with a feeling of kind of isolation, I guess not being able to see their mates just all that kind of stuff so we thought we would just have a discussion about it and baby blues really yeah absolutely we were sent um some research from Lanaso, you know the the people that do the nipple oh, yeah. um the nipple cream and they said that increased level levels of loneliness have been reported up 60 percent for new and expectant mums and you know just so many people oh. who've you know had babies or are used to getting out to toddler groups and all of that and that's their lifeline you know mm. to to see people and have that interaction because mm. it hasn't been happening you know lots of us are stuck at home and it is hard um so we thought it was a really important conversation to have um obviously now we can get back to coffee shops and we can kind of get back to some sort of new normal but i i sort of think maybe finding you know new friends meeting new people is probably going to be a little bit harder than it was before yeah I agree with you and I think actually you know you and I are very lucky um because we've got a partner there to kind of share the load and we can take time away from them if we want by sitting in a different room but if you're listening and you're a single parent yeah our hearts go out to you because you're having to deal with that all by yourself and that level of loneliness horrendous you know I've one of my closest friends is a single mum and it's um it's very 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 hard for her because you know come the end of the day when she's been with her baby the whole day um he's a toddler now but you know she then has to do bath time put him to bed and then it's like well she can't go out so she just sits and has a glass of wine by herself watching telly and it's like that's really tough I don't know how yeah yeah it is really tough um I mean I think we've probably all felt a sense of loneliness um at some point during you know our parenting life did you ever feel lonely so like at the beginning yeah I mean definitely and I've spoken about the baby blues I definitely didn't have postnatal depression but actually I think I was going through a period of feeling isolated because we were living in Cheltenham and I didn't have any friends apart from you I missed my life in London I was grieving the loss of my old self and I think mums are frightened to say that or at least they feel they might be judged for saying that you know I I missed being on my own as in that's weird because we're talking about loneliness but I missed being a single girl about town and working loads and you know being glam and out and about and all that kind of stuff because that was my life for 15 years you know yeah hanging out with my friends and kind of doing what I wanted and suddenly I was away from everything that I knew living in a, in a strange city and I was trying to navigate my way through being a new parent so a million percent yes I remember some very dark days and I remember crying a lot in the first couple of months just thinking oh my god have I made the right decision here and how am I ever going to get my head around this and I'm so exhausted and all the usual stuff I think yeah no I do yeah I think I mean we've spoken about this before but I'm an only child and um I 
I've always like spending time by myself, like always needed like a day to myself, you know, like even as I said before, like on group holidays or whatever, I have always need like an hour by myself to just, I don't know, it's weird. And I, I know like quite a few other people who haven't got siblings, they're the same. They're not, we're not used to like the noise and all that constantly. Mm. Um, so yeah, I definitely felt, lonely because I was never on my own that's weird isn't it but I felt like yeah I I still find it tricky now actually never Mm -hmm. just being me um I used to but when I was working my commute and then I used to walk from Victoria station in London all the way to sort of near Oxford Street every morning like 45 Mm -hmm. minute walk every morning and that was the time I would clear my head and you know then I'd be ready to go into the office and be around lots of people and you know do lots of talking and stuff um so I found same as you having all of that taken away from me moving to Cheltenham I'm really close to my mum um and my dad and not having them there and not really knowing many people Mm. like other than you um yeah I thought I did I found it really difficult and I I think as well we probably compare ourselves um to how our friends sort of time in the first few months has gone and I know like some of my friends were always at baby groups or um you know having coffees with mums and I just didn't feel like that was what I wanted to do but I equally didn't want to just be stuck at home um and I think that can be hard when to try and find someone else who wants to do that with you you know like hadn't had each other I think in Cheltenham would have been a completely different story I'm not sure that I would have wanted to have been there for a whole year without having a mate because you know I made some connections with the rugby wives and girlfriends they were all really lovely yeah you were my soulmate and if I hadn't have you had you I really would have struggled but I think let's break this down here and I think not enough people say this you know you might be one of the lucky ones that finds motherhood a breeze you know yeah you know you might you might just get on with it and love every second of it and not and be okay and have had let let go your old life and be okay with that it's going to be a large percentage of people that are listening that found it really really tough in those early days first six months first year and actually you know we are supposed to just get on with it just yeah you've got a baby oh isn't that wonderful it's like well, yeah, okay, it is wonderful, but it's also fucking bullshit at the same time. And yeah. it's really, really hard. You are the most tired you've ever been in your life. You are nursing the labour, whatever sort of birth you've had. It might have been a traumatic one. You know, we're expected to just be okay after that as well. But I think we don't give our ty- ourselves enough time to heal mentally and physically. And then we're supposed to go out. And everything that we were doing before, we were, sp- we were supposed to forget about that. And actually, even if you you know, a career wasn't your kind of main focus before you had kids. There were obviously things that you loved doing. Yeah, exactly. You don't get to do those things anymore. And then you chuck in a career and you have to step away from that and you just walking around the park with a coffee, just feeding and being puked on. And it's like, (laughs) oh, God. You know, there's some dark days in there. Yeah, there is. Do you know, we, um, it was probably a couple of weeks ago now, we had Dr. Carp on the podcast and he was talking, he sort of mentioned briefly about the fourth trimester. Yeah. And I think, 
when you I, I remember reading about this actually so I took Axel out for lunch with my family when he was about two days old and there are some girls sitting outside the restaurant and they were drinking champagne and obviously I had just had a baby two days ago and I remember looking at them and thinking oh my god like that's my you know that's my old life oh they mm. look look mm. how lovely they're sitting in the sun and it looks so lovely and they sort of looked at Axel and they were cooing at him and stuff and then one of them said oh well that's good you don't die during childbirth and I was like oh my okay that's oh, wow. a weird comment but then also they were like why are you out what are you doing why why are you out and at first I was like quite offended by them sort yeah. of saying that because I thought well you know two days yeah I had a baby two days ago but this is me like I'm you know I, that's, that's what I do like if I've ever you know had any challenges in my life before my thing to get over those was always to you know get dressed up get out yeah that's that's my coping mechanism so I went home and I googled um when should you take a newborn out and all of this stuff came up about the fourth trimester which firstly I'd never heard of but also about postpartum confinement and it basically went on to say that in some cultures um the mother and baby stay at home for up to a hundred days to to recover and um, for the baby to get used to being in the world and for the mum to heal and you know like get on with feeding and all that kind of stuff and then when I thought about that I thought okay right now I get it I need to not you know not jump out and and you know get get this new life up and running like day three like you know meeting all these people and doing it and just take it slow and at my own pace and I'm really glad I read that actually because then I didn't feel that pressure to be you know I I think I tried to go to some NCT group in like Mm. the church hall about four times and it was 11 o'clock and I never managed to get there because I just didn't get out like I just couldn't I couldn't get everything together and do all my feeds and do all that stuff to get there for 11 Mm -hmm. um and I think lots of I think lots of women probably feel like that they feel like they should be going out and going to the groups but actually getting out and getting to the groups and getting there for a specific time is actually really hard um yes because you forget (laughs) you forget you used to just pick up your bag and your wallet and your keys and Mm -hmm. off you go and then suddenly you're you know having to change I mean do you remember when you're when Luna did a poo and then you thought okay that's it I can't go out I'm gonna be late can't go out that's it I was just about to say if you do miss that group or you do cancel on your friend for a walk around the park because something's happened the loneliness then kicks in even more because that was your thing that you were looking forward to that day and if yeah. that didn't happen for whatever reason you know some of these groups happen once once a week probably and twice a week maybe but then you've missed that and then you're having to deal with it by yourself for another three days before you can kind of see somebody and I don't know I remember going to one particular group and I'd had a hell of a night with Luna I mean like exhausting stuff I was still breastfeeding but really not enjoying it at this point and very sore and ah, uh, just like I just sat there and I I, I I just looked like I'd been dragged through a hedge backwards and I was sort of staring. I must have looked absolutely terrifying to everybody else because I was sort of staring, like rocking Luna back and forth. And I was thinking, I was looking around at all these mother, other mums going, well, that baby looks bigger than Luna or that baby yeah. isn't crying or look at that baby. That baby's got a really... And I just thought, oh God, this is such a... It messes with your head because when you do go out to those groups, you're kind of com- comparing yourself to other women there who look really, really put together and inside you're going, I feel like dog shit. I don't want to be here, but I know if I don't come, I'm going to be on my own all day today. Like it's such a cycle, isn't it? Of yeah. Like, 
of fear actually yeah it's it's definitely it's a really hard balance and I think some people thrive going to those groups and they you know absolutely love it mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. for every mum that is like that there will be another one in you know like us secretly in their head thinking oh I just you know I just want to go back to bed and this yeah. is so horrible and yeah. I want to make friends in another way I guess where there's not so there's not so much pressure I guess you know yeah. we just used to meet and if you said if Axel looked bigger than Luna you'd just say it to me you'd be like yeah. oh you know Axel oh, how much does Axel weigh or you know <laughs> oh, and, done today. yeah yeah and you can just have that conversation yeah. and yeah. feel comfortable and I think that's that's the best thing is when you've got someone who you can talk to about anything and not mm. have those like weird oh her baby's crawling oh mine isn't it, that's really that I mean it's natural it's a natural thing to think but it, if you, you need it's really good right. if you can find someone who you don't have to do that with yeah no 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 I mean it shouldn't it, we're talking about judgment here this is what we're talking about it's like you cannot have any of that energy in your life and I I'm quite happy to pull people up if I feel like they're saying something out of turn to make another person feel bad you know yeah. it's like, oh what she hasn't got any teeth it's like well no she hasn't got any teeth yet yeah Thank you. my child doesn't have any teeth yet you know but I think all of those stuff really when you're feeling fragile in the first however long you know the first sort of wave of motherhood those things can really get inside you and all of those negative comments you can really take them on board and and that's when kind of in more severe cases postnatal depression can kind of set in I think three in ten women suffer from the dis- from the disorder and they actually think that a lot more kind of go under the radar and just kind yeah. of up with baby blues it's a lot of people that's a lot of women that are going through it it um, is and the judgment and stuff really doesn't help um and talking of judgment it kind of brings me on nicely to let's have a discussion about what's happened this week with the post that millie put up yeah oh my goodness i you posted didn't you because i remember seeing millie post and i thought oh that's amazing that she's posted that's really mm. brave um i think you know as mothers, a lot of us know that you, your bump doesn't just disappear and it, it's around for a lot longer. But a lot of people that follow Millie won't be mothers and um, they probably don't know that that doesn't happen because we rarely see, we rarely we rarely get to see um you know people in the public eye mm. months after having a baby with a bump do we we mm. the only images we ever see are people on the beach and they're saying oh my gosh look how amazing she looks after she's had yeah. a baby yeah. and you see a flat tummy so it's no surprise that people um people think that, think like that. yeah I mean, and, and if you haven't seen the post, it's basically Millie McIntosh standing in her underwear. She's 10 weeks postpartum and she wrote this really beautiful, inspiring, um, uh, you know, these, these amazing, inspiring words about what her body has been through and the fact that it's it's grown a baby. And she kind of looks at it in a totally new light and, you know, fitting into her pre-pregnancy clothes, clothes seems a long way off. And she's got no intention of rushing back. And her whole purpose in life now is to provide for Sienna and look after her, feed her and do all that kind of stuff. And it was just really amazing. She's also saying she's had a hell of a lot of negativity online and people have been writing awful things and trolling her. Um, which just makes my blood boil. It makes me feel so angry. So I reposted it this morning and said, you know, what an amazing post from Millie. And I got a troll who came at me and said, oh, you lot, 
you need to have a word with yourself, your empty head standing there in your underwear, get a fucking life, no one gives a shit, all this stuff. It's like, whoa, 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 with the negativity. Imagine if you're you're a new mom. I mean, I can handle it. I'm like, oh, fuck you, go away. (laughs) I just had an argument with this person, then I blocked them. Um, But imagine if you're a new mother and you're having to deal with that. She's 10 weeks postpartum, for God's sakes. I know, I know, exactly. I mean, I actually, I remember taking a photo like that myself and I sent it to one of my friends who didn't have a baby and she said, oh my God, I didn't realise, what. no, oh my God, why have you still got a bump? And I was actually quite, I was sending her the photo to show her that it's actually okay, you know, like that mm. actually I was not happy with how I was and, you know, a few weeks later, but yeah, like happy that I, I don't know, just to show, I don't know, just to show yeah. her. Yeah, I was quite yeah. comfortable yeah. and it re- it really made me feel shit, really, really did. Mm. And I can't, I can't imagine how Millie must, must feel with probably thousands of people um, saying horrendous things mm. um, and for her to put herself out there as well to show, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands of people, her body, it's really brave and yeah. to for someone else to take to you know call her and you and whoever people in the public eye empty heads for wanting to normalize something like that mm. just think it's really narrow-minded I just think those people are so sad I think they've got they must be full of hate and full yeah. of anger about something I just sent a lot of love back I was just like you know, please don't follow us if you feel that way. But I'm sending love back to you because they they need it. I think, yeah. you know, I don't want to see it, and I just think it's ridiculous when people follow when when someone following you, but they don't want to see your posts. <laughs> Go away then. Yeah, um, but yeah, exactly. I, or if you haven't got anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Well, like, this that's... is why Made by Mum is such a, a special place and a space yeah. for people to come because. Georgia and I, our sole mission in life is to normalize everything that parenting is about, you know, make you feel like you're not on your own and put like a massive, you know, our arms around you and give you a massive hug because we've been through it and we're going to talk about it. And there is no room for negativity in this made by mama's world, unfortunately. Absolutely not, and that doesn't mean that you know if we if we've done something wrong, you can't pull us up on it because you absolutely you absolutely can, and we don't yeah, always get it right. You don't get always yeah. get it right, so that's fine. But you know, there is no place for just full out tro- trolling, and, trolling and shaming. No, there's no, there's no place for that. We'll be right back after the short break. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. 
So welcome back, uh, back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Where were we? Um, should we get into Q and A? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, shall I kick us off? Yeah, I, this is quite a good one. Um, do we ever really get over the loneliness three years in and feel the same? That makes me feel sad. I don't yeah, like feel lonely. No, um, do you want to take this one? Um, yeah, so. I, I sort of just thinking about this, I think there's so, there are a lot of groups and, um, you know, apps and all of that kind of stuff that are geared up for helping mums in the early days sort of find their tribe of people. But I guess three years on, there's not so many resources. Lots of people might have gone back to work, um, you know, kids might be in nursery it, it becomes a bit harder doesn't it um mm. to try and make new friends particularly you know lots of us move house and stuff like that but I, you know we met because we, we were in a coffee shop but we also had like a mutual interest we both liked going to the gym and we both liked um you know talking about fashion and all that kind of stuff so I think if you if you feel lonely and you you know you want to get out and, and meet people, then do things that you enjoy doing. Not necessarily focused around the kids or whatever, but go to places that you enjoy and do things that you like doing. And then hopefully you might find other people who are the same. Um, and it's nice for not everything to be centered around your little ones as well, because essentially you two, you know, the, the mums are going to be the ones having this. <laughs> having the conversations yeah, yeah, so absolutely. um yeah that's what I would say to that what would you say Zoe well no I think you've answered it I think you've done a really good job with that question so yeah and I, I, I one thing I would say is that um I think a level of um I think the first time after Luna I was fighting and grieving for lots of things and I think when Kit came along there was a certain amount of realization and comfort in being present I wasn't yeah. trying to look back or think about the future. I just accepted that this is where I was in my life. And when that, yeah. came, that level of acceptance, a happiness, a fulfillment came rather than a happiness, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Not your question. The loneliness does go and you just got to hang on in there and do what you can to make yourself, you feel good. This is about you rather than about somebody else making you feel less lonely. So, absolutely yeah um okay how to tackle loneliness with reflux public outgoing not an option sick screaming all the time oh my gosh oh, I, Amelia. yeah <laughs> i read this earlier and uh, my heart absolutely goes out to you because i know we you know kit had quite bad reflux axel yeah. had a bit of reflux in the beginning but this is exactly how i felt about going to groups because he was so loud i felt like i couldn't and i and i didn't want to take him to anywhere that wasn't noisy anywhere mm -hmm. quiet i didn't want to take him because i felt like he was so loud yeah. um but oh yeah you know, i mean <laughs> wow it is reflux babies i don't know how old your baby is Amelia but if you've got the option like Georgia said to go somewhere that encourages the <laughs> encourages the screaming where they don't have to sit there and behave and be like you know three little ducks went out to play <laughs> no one wants to go there anyway um I just find somewhere where they can be you know sort of loud and and no one's going to judge you on that level I think that's a good starting point I think firstly you've got to get the reflux under control I'm sure you're trying everything so um that's not me saying that you're not doing anything but hopefully they're coming up with a, a, a kind of plan for you because once Kit got the right medicine he stopped being sick um, and once he was put onto the right milk all of that went away so then at that point I could start 
integrating myself and, and start actually going out in the car and doing different things. Because first six months, I couldn't travel with him, couldn't put him in a pram. Yeah, I remember. In, in, in a car seat, nothing. We couldn't go anywhere. So I really do empathize with you on this one. But find one mate who doesn't give a shit if they're, they get a bit of sick on their top from your from your child <laughs> yeah exactly. exactly um oh here we go my husband's been on furlough and now he's due to return and I feel so anxious any advice oh yeah I hear you um it's been so lovely hasn't it having um our partners around to help us yeah out. and I'm having this I've got the same I, I mentioned that at the beginning of the podcast that mm. James is going back to work on Monday and suddenly sort of like the reality and the new normal is hitting me mm. um so I definitely can relate to how you're feeling I would definitely talk to your partner about it um because I know I do it if James has been out of the house all day doing something I build up all this resentment <laughs> And then he gets home and I'll unleash it on him <laughs> because, I've, because I've felt anxious about everything I needed to do and he's not there. Um, so definitely have the conversation about it. And also to see if there's anyone else who could, you know, maybe come and help you, like a neighbour or, you know, a parent or someone who might come and help just ease ease you into being on your own a bit more with the ba- with the baby because um, we're such um super women as well um yeah. I think there's a feeling that we will just be okay yeah you know it, I don't even think sometimes it crosses our partner's minds that we might not be okay because they're such solutionists aren't they they're like well I'm trying to get to C so I'll just put A and B together and I'll get there and it's like well actually you know I, I need you to go via X Y and P and <laughs> you need to tell them that and I think it's not about finding a solution for this I think it's about airing your fear of being on your own again and saying to them this is what I need to make myself feel okay this is what I yeah. need from you and this is what we're going to have to do together and just explain it to him. Because um, if you just go, oh, okay, oh, yeah, off you go, see you later. And then the door shuts and you're on your own and you dissolve and you can't cope. That's when the problems start coming in. So communication, absolutely key. And like Georgia said, you know, bring somebody up and just say that you need a bit of help, whoever that is. Yeah, take all the help that you can possibly get. Absolutely. Agreed. Um, how do you know when you have the baby blues? Well, firstly... Um, if you feel at all um, like you can't stop crying, that you feel you there's a heaviness and a weight and a fog, you can't get out of bed in the morning, you know, you're struggling with all of those, um, you know, a real feeling of low, you definitely speak to a healthcare professional, give your doctor a call, give a GP a call and just explain what's going on and say that you want to come and see them. I think that's the first, first point. Of yeah, call. definitely. To go and say, this is how I'm feeling and for them to go, um, you know, let's try and get you on a plan for you to just sit at home and go, oh, I don't know whether it is or not. Just go anyway. They're really, yeah, exactly. They've come on so far. You know, our health system has come on so far with regards to maternal mental health. So I actually think you'll be really looked after. Yeah, no, definitely. And if it, you know, super, super early, then when your health visitor comes round, it's it's not a time to put on a brave face and be like, yeah, 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 I'm okay, I'm fine, yeah, 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 I'm fine. It's actually, they come round because they want you to speak openly and honestly to them. So if you aren't feeling great, just tell them. It doesn't mean that, you know, you're going to be suffering from postnatal depression. It just means that they want to know how you're feeling so they yeah. can monitor it. It's, it's, not, it's not a huge thing when it's, when you know really early on so many of us feel like it I remember the health visitor coming around three days after I had Axel and I was just crying I don't cry you know that 
yeah. so I knew yeah. I, I knew that something was wrong and um she you know then she explained to me that it's you know to do with your hormones and mm-hmm. if, if if I continue to feel like this then definitely give her a call back but hopefully you know it will settle down and it did so mm-hmm. um yeah it's just about reaching out to those people so that you can get the help that you need or you don't need so yeah yeah agreed um where should we go to claire how do you find yourself again after kids georgia um i don't think you find the old self i think you find a new self um i definitely think most of us change quite a lot after we have children and not in a not in a bad way in a good way I think I definitely care a lot less about what people think in fact at all (laughs) like I I don't really care what people think anymore um and I think you can quite often find a newfound confidence um particularly like a few years later and I think it's just about getting out and remembering that you still matter um Mm. and you as much as you want to care for your children and give them absolutely everything you also need to give back to yourself as well um and keep yourself happy do the things that you enjoy don't ever feel guilty about doing something that you enjoy um, and taking time for yourself I think that's what I would say so really brilliant advice yeah I agree with everything that you've just said actually G I think um I had it recently where I suddenly felt like all I was doing was working and mothering and being a wife and I just freaked out and I burst into tears it had been coming for a long time and this was literally only two weeks ago and I started to think about what I liked what was I into what things made me happy I couldn't think of anything because I hadn't I haven't done anything for me for six months you know it's all been about working keeping the family together and there's a lot of pressure and um I was like no I need to start reading I want to read a book I've got a book on my bed that I haven't even started but it's been there for two years you know I want to start doing things that I love again you know just just figuring out what that is but I think it's okay I vocalized it to Doza and I think that's the first thing you should do is vocalize it to your partner and say um you know if you if you do have a partner just to kind of say this is this is how I'm feeling this is what I want this is what I need I think we as mothers we don't prioritize our own needs ever and that is really bad because you know we're, we're people too we need some time out to ourselves and we need to be allowed that actually. yeah exactly so, yeah that's not selfish you need to do it Claire no definitely not um how do I stop feeling guilty about wanting to work at home with a toddler is lonely Oh, yeah, it really is. Oh, it really is. Do you know what? The other day I said to James, do you know what? I'm just going to go back to work full time. I'm just going to go back to work full time because it'll just be, I, I think it'll be easier for me. And <laughs> because it's really difficult when you're in it, when all you're doing is looking after children or a child or whatever. It's really difficult. And you think, well, someone else could just do this, do this for me. Yeah. And I could just go to work and do, you know, something I like or don't like or whatever, but just then come home and it, it, that would be better. Well, hopefully but something it, you like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, hopefully what you enjoy your work, you might yeah. not enjoy your work. But it's really, it's so hard to strike a balance with that and what feels right. Um, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I didn't know if I, I mean, and I love you and I can say this because I know you inside out, Georgia. I'm, I'm proud of you, but also, um, 
I don't know what the word is really, struggling to maybe accept that you want to be at home all the time because of the conversations that we've had in the past. You are yeah. full-time mum and you have been full-time mum to two for a year. And that is yeah. amazing. I just, yeah. I didn't think that that's what you were going to do. So it's quite interesting. And how, how are you coping with that? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, for, for, you know, a year, I've just thought of it as maternity leave. And I think lots of us have a year off um, yeah. for maternity leave. Well, it's not off, is it? But it's just a year <laughs> of being a mum. A year to kill. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I think it's only now that that's, it's over a year and, and sort of realisation sort of kicking in. Oh, maybe, you know, can I actually do this every day? I'm not sure. And I don't know. I don't know the answer yet. I'm not, I'm mm. not sure. Um, but I just think guilt is such a crap emotion, yes. <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. It is. Yeah. Um, and I think either way, if you're at home, you'll feel guilty. And if you're not at home, you'll feel guilty. So you've got to do what makes you happy at the end of the day. And please, please, please don't feel guilty about wanting to work and do something for yourself. You know, right. we're absolutely entitled to and should have the life that we want whether that's staying at home and being full-time mum or going to work and you know and doing both that's fine yeah. and by the way being at home with 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 kids all the time much harder it is it's so hard, much harder. this is like a holiday being at work I'm like, oh, this is lovely. <laughs> lovely. Um, how to survive with a newborn and three-year-old during a pandemic help <gasps> This is oh. me last. This is me last year without the pandemic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got to chuck the pandemic in there. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh my gosh, it's really hard. I think good advice here would be have a listen back to our podcast that we did with Caroline Britton. Um, yeah, she is a healer and an intuitive coach, and she um, has some really fantastic advice on setting boundaries. So, you know, when you've got a three-year-old and you've got a newborn, you just like you just have to give everything you're just sapped drive everything because these tiny people are just take 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 and at the end of the day you're just like oh I'm exhausted who am I um so I think if you can do some a few things that happen throughout the day like setting your affirmations in the morning getting in the shower if you can have a shower shut the door get the water over you and just repeat I am enough you know and just say whatever you need to say to make yourself feel good Caroline's got some really good suggestions um that starts you off in the right way and then when the kids get to bed it's got to be about you. You've, you know, I think having something like getting in the bath, putting some candles and some music on, just taking yourself out of the clothes that you've been wearing for the day, you know, all those little things. Because look, we can't jet off somewhere really nice. We can't, you know, we haven't got the yeah. cat. We haven't got, we, nothing's open. It's like you've got to find ways of making the home special that doesn't relate to your children. Yeah, and abs- absolutely. And then on like, you know, a day day to day, keeping them entertained, I I've struggled with Gigi and Axel in lockdown because before Axel was at preschool and I had the time with Gigi to myself and I could, you know, give her lots of my time. And then when he came home, it was his time and it was a good balance. So having them both here, I found difficult. But what I have found has made it a bit easier is obviously when Gigi sleeps, Axel has a bit more time, but also just planning the day a little bit, like setting activities up that don't require very much hands-on time for Axel, that he can just get on with himself. Um, I think that helps because newborns, you know, they are all consuming and Mm. they do want a lot, but then they do sleep, hopefully, during the day. Um, So it's just, yeah, it's about just striking that balance and also don't worry about 
TV and screen time and all that kind of stuff. That is not the time to worry about whether your three-year-old's watching too much t- too much TV or eating yeah. too much chocolate. Yeah. Um, it's really not. It's really not the time to worry about that. It's just about surviving and getting through the days. Um, Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Agreed. And I just wanted to take this one from Claudette because I've just seen it. Were you pre-warned of baby blues? I wasn't. And it came to me as a huge shock. Claudette, not enough people talk about the baby blues. There's not enough of a spotlight on the subject. We need to highlight it more. We need to have these discussions. No, nobody told me. It came over me like a ton of bricks. um, And I thought I was sinking for a while. So no, definitely not. And I think it's really important to have all that information. There needs to be more stuff online as well just about it. Yeah, absolutely. It needs to be something that midwives bring up with you as well, I think. I think maybe, I don't know if if they ask in, you know, one of your checks before you have the baby, if you've ever suffered with mental health problems. And I think maybe if you say no, then that's it. Nothing gets nothing gets discussed mm-hmm. maybe if you say yes then you know they do they do give you a bit more information um so yeah I think it can come as, as a definite shock to you if you've never felt anything like that before mm-hmm. um because yeah it's just it's very unknown but absolutely it does pass um and yeah like we said just earlier in the podcast just lean on all of those resources that you possibly can yeah yeah all right well look um we could talk yeah. all day about this subject really <laughs> we thank you so much for sending in all of your messages um next week we'll be discussing a new topic which we're going to put out to you um sort of early in the week so we can get your um get your questions in but thank you so much and as always we'd love you to rate review and subscribe to the podcast and if you could leave us a little review that would be lovely yes please do we absolutely love reading those um do drop us a message at made by mamas or on zoe's own channel and have a lovely weekend and so he's going to be jetting off next week on holiday. I'm off. To, I'm off in two days, Kino. So uh. as they say in France, grand baguettes. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs>Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.